This is Uniquely Milwaukee. It's everything you love about community stories, but more in depth. Giving the stories the time and attention they deserve. Changing perspective one episode at a time. I'm your host, Salam Fathayed, and this is Uniquely Milwaukee. Stories that stick with you. We've been blessed with sunshine this summer, and many of us have been spending our time outdoors. In fact, our content director, Nate Imig, has made it his summer goal to spend his time outdoors in the Milwaukee County Parks. Here's our conversation. This summer, you said that you're spending time at the parks. Do you mind maybe telling me about this new found mission that you're having this summer? So it started because I got my bike stolen oh, no. <laughs> like really early in the summer. So that bike kind of ran its course anyway, and it was like, all right, time to get a new bike. So okay. I went down to uh, Vulture Space in uh, downtown Milwaukee, which is a bike recyclery, and I got a, re- a rehab bike, and I started hitting the trails with my partner, and that's kind of where it started. And yeah. at the beginning of the summer, I just kind of set this goal that, like, I want to try to do as much in the parks as I can because there's so much there to do. And I feel like, you know, so much of it I never even thought about trying. Yeah, I, I walk my dog around a lot now and there's just like so many different little nooks within the park that you don't really know that exist. But I'm interested to know, was this an ambitious goal or do you feel like now that summer is sort of coming to a close that you've conquered, you know, doing as much as you can in the parks this year? I, I got about halfway through okay. all the stuff I wanted to do. I didn't make it to the foot golf and to the archery. Right. But I did tennis, which I had never even picked up a tennis racket. And my my partner, Salam, has been ragging me to get into (laughs) tennis for probably a decade. And I've always been like, I don't know. uh, I'm not athletic in that way. And I'm not. We found out. But we went out and played a little bit of tennis at like the corner. I live in the uh, Fernwood neighborhood, kind Mm -hmm. of on KK, near KK in, in Oklahoma. And that south end of the county, there's just so much there. Like the Oak Leaf Trail, the south extension goes through there. There's two golf courses, which I got into a little bit this year. And then right around the corner from my house, there's like a three or four court tennis area to to play. And I just was struck by, you know, all this stuff is like half a mile from my house. And, And I think that's probably the case for almost anybody in the city. You've got a park so close to you. And once you start seeing these tennis courts and these golf courses, it's like they're they're everywhere all over the county. Do you feel like your perspective of Milwaukee changed now that you're using these like public spaces? That's a great question, and I definitely think that. I went through like a biking phase maybe 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and I, I was all over the trails then, and I just, de- I definitely felt like the city got a little smaller almost. Like, you know. Everything's connected yeah. within the trails. And you think like Bayview's so far from like Esterbrook Park, but you can bike that route mm-hmm. in about an hour, and it's it's so lovely. So yeah, I definitely felt like Closer to the city, the city became a little smaller, but also, you know, I, I got to give it up to like the founders of the park systems that, you know, we can we can get the date. But if you go back to the early 1900s when the parks really were being visioned and built and you think about Milwaukee having this this incredible access to a park system. In 1989, the state legislator passed laws to allow Milwaukee to sell bonds to purchase parkland and the Milwaukee Board of Park Commissioners was created. Christian Wall was their president, and he was known as the father of Milwaukee Parks. It just made me really think about, like, this took a lot of intention to build this Mm -hmm. system this way, and to build it is great. And I think as a lifelong resident, you know, I think a lot of us kind of take for granted how awesome the park system is and how, how you can get into things like golf without having to go to a country club. I didn't emerge this summer as an expert in golf or tennis or even cycling, 
But I feel like I, you know, it was about quality time, yeah. and that, and that's really what it's about. You know, you tried something new. I, I feel like when we were kids, we would always, at least for my parents, they would sign me up for things like karate. I did a knitting class when I was a kid, and then as I've gotten older, you know, you're stuck in this routine. So the parks give you an opportunity to try a new skill, try a new hobby, and it's accessible and it's free and it builds community. I have a friend that has a child now, and a lot of times we spend our times outside. I walk my dog; she walks her child on the stroller, and it's just—it's such a, like you said, it's a, such a great way to, you know, build quality time with your loved ones. Uh, so you did say that you went uh, golfing with your friends. How did that turn out? <laughs> well, I was—we uh, went to Grant Park, mm-hmm. which is a step up from the executive level courses. Okay, so so you were like, I got this down. Yeah, time to like step it up. <laughs> exactly. So the park system has – they've got par three courses, executive courses, and then there's uh, regulation course, which okay. is kind of like a basic course. And that's what <laughs> Grant Park is. It's the oldest 18-hole course in the park system. Uh, what's really cool there is they actually have um, a historic farmhouse. The original farmhouse that's on the property is the clubhouse. So you can mm. go there and get a little bit of urban spelunking action in there too. <laughs> but I was a little nervous driving up to Grant Park. I was talking to myself in my car, recording a little audio there, kind of trying to document how I was feeling. <laughs> so it went okay. Uh, none of us were star golfers by any means. We <laughs> No beginner's luck. No, and I wouldn't say, maybe I shouldn't admit this, we didn't really play the rules exactly <laughs> like you're supposed to. <laughs> there were quite a few redos. Yeah. Who's counting? <laughs> we, we certainly were. That was the idea. But yeah, I mean, I've learned, I guess I've learned over the years that, you know, it is about quality time and it's about, you know, we talk about love languages. I think for me, that's, that's mine is spending quality yeah, time. So same. getting out on, you know, spending time doing something active or getting out on the trails, especially on the South end of uh, kind of in the Cudahy area, just by the lake. I mean, there's just all these beautiful like benches and overlooks that mm-hmm. are almost always vacant. <laughs> you know, yeah. you can go and have lunch and look over the Great Lakes and, it's just that access is so incredible. And I think, you know, living here in Milwaukee, our, like, good days are so limited that it's nice <laughs> yeah. to just be outside for those hours and just, you know, take your time, read a book, hang out with friends, whatever you want to do, play tennis. Has there been something that you learned about the parks that you didn't know before? I just found out that our budget, the park's budget hasn't changed since the 80s, since 1989, 33 years ago. And that was a bit jarring to find out because— it's just, it's so much land. They cover about 150, more than 150 parks in Milwaukee. Yeah. I mean, for me, that was the big kind of aha moment is that the county does all of this and Mm -hmm. makes this accessible to all of its residents on this budget that hasn't changed since the eighties, according to their Twitter. I mean, they've been on, they've been on social media trying to show what, what they're up against. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of a little snark, a little sass in their tone. And I think it's refreshing because I, you know, it's the truth Mm -hmm. and it's a challenge to fund these county parks and these county buildings and there's tons of deferred maintenance. And it just makes me think about like the cost of all this accessibility, the cost of this big grand vision of the park system when they built it originally. It takes a lot of people power to, mm-hmm. to keep those fairways nice. And it, ke- it takes a lot of people power to make sure the, the, the trails are accessible for for kids and families and for individuals. You know, it's, yeah. it's a big undertaking. How, how do you think people can help support the parks? I think that's the big question. I, a lot of us, you know, um, want to see the park succeed. And I think mm-hmm. I don't know the answer. And I think that's one one thing we want to find out in this episode is like what those of us that use the parks, that care about the parks, um, you know, we pay our taxes, but that's not enough, obviously. And the park system is dealing with this 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 uh, this incredibly difficult budget puzzle. 
So I don't know. I don't know how yeah. people support. I mean, I, I went and played a few rounds of golf. I hope that helped. Luckily for you guys, we spoke to folks down at the Milwaukee County Parks to answer that big question. But first, let's take a step back and look at the park's history. I have to say, it's quite interesting. In the 1950s, German immigrants brought traditions of beer gardens to our city. But it wasn't until 1907 when the Milwaukee ruling Socialist Party formed the Milwaukee County Parks Commission. The commission was led by Charles Whitnell. The first land purchased included County Park, now known as Grant Park. And the park system grew to 15,000 acres by 1980. But a growing budget crisis resulted in the abolition of the County Park Commission. A new Department of Parks, Recreation, and Culture was created within the county government structure. In the 1990s, the 76 bike trail system continued to grow and it was renamed the Oakleaf Trail in 1996. And very recently, the COVID-19 pandemic hit Milwaukee County. In response, park venues were closed and events were canceled, which had a dramatic impact on the park system budget. Do you want to know the secret behind the programming you love? It's all funded by the Honor System. As a public radio station, we're based on a very simple model. We try to do something meaningful, connecting with you through music and stories. And then we count on those who appreciate what we do to show their support. Are you one of them? Show your support by visiting RadioMilwaukee.org and joining today. If you take a look at the Milwaukee County Parks Twitter page, you get a sense that the Milwaukee County Parks isn't really holding back to let the public know that their budget has been in dire shape. One tweet reads, as our budget hasn't changed since the 80s, we thought it would be a great time to bring back some 80s design to our parks brand. Who wants a sticker? Another tweet reads, trivia question. How many socks do we need to sell to fill our parks maintenance backlog? I spoke with Jeremy Lucas, director of administration and planning for the Milwaukee County Parks. So it's fair to say that he's the go-to guy to have a conversation about the parks budget. So we have over 15,000 acres of parkland in Milwaukee County. Um, you know, over 156 parks and parkways, 215 miles of trails. And we have just about every um, different opportunity you can think of. We have community centers, uh, three horticultural facilities uh, at the Mitchell Park Horticultural Conservancy, Burner Botanical Gardens, Ware Nature Center, of course aquatic facilities, food and beverage operations, golf courses, a marina. We have just about everything that you could think of when it comes to recreational opportunities in the county. I'm going to jump right into it. I've been peeping on the County Parks Twitter page, and there are some tweets that are a bit bold, maybe cheeky, about the budget. In your opinion, why has the budget not changed since the 80s, and where does that money go? Sure, great question. I'm just going to take one step up. The state has entrusted counties to do some of the work for them. So Milwaukee County is an arm of the state, and they have given us, in, in simple terms, a list of things they expect us to do for mm -hmm. them, and those are the mandated services. And so we've been you know, faithfully executing those. A lot of those are like your health and human services programs mm -hmm. or courts, uh, things like that. And over time, the, those requirements have grown to be more expensive. 
but the funding that comes from the state to help support that hasn't kept pace. Mm-hmm. So slowly over time, more local funding has been required to support those services. When there's not enough funding to cover the required things, the um, budgets of those that are not required need to be reduced or that funding's not available. So uh, over time, um, you know, our property tax support has decreased, um, but we have some very smart and ingenuitive staff members who've been able to come up with programs or revenue to kind of hold us steady. For just a little bit more clarity, what is the annual budget? Uh, The Milwaukee County Parks budget has, has hovered around $40 million give or take. Sometimes it's dipped and sometimes it's been a little bit over, but for the past 30 years, it's been about $40 million. And we, as a park system, bring in over half of that ourselves. Mm. So, you know, we're in the 52 to 55% direct revenue, which is, you know, uncanny for a park system. Um, there's likely no other system in the country our size that is responsible for bringing in that much of their Mm -hmm. own revenue. You know, for someone like myself who isn't very well-versed in that world, when I hear the number 40 million, that's such a big number. But what are some items that you would like to check off on your budget list if you had more funding? There's a a lot of things that we've been unable to do, like keep up on the um, cutting-edge recreational trends. Um, we do not currently have a pickleball court mm-hmm. in our system. Um, so that's, you know, a, a, a simple example of how recreational trends have changed, but, you know, our facilities haven't been able to keep up with that. Um, you know, most of uh, the swimming pools when we're able to open them are very basic. Mm-hmm. It's a box we might have a slide or two. And, and, you know, now all of the aquatic, you know, features that are available are very robust and fun and moving parts and spraying jets and things like that. So those are a couple of examples of areas where we would have likely been able to really just, you know, keep up with recreational trends. And then, you know, things that have gone unanswered for long periods of time would just be your kind of fences and painting and mm. roofs and just kind of your your general upkeep for all of the structures that we have. Parks are meant to be used and livable. One way that's done is by all the maintenance repairs that Jeremy referenced. But another increasing cost is making Milwaukee County Parks accessible to all ability levels. A great example of this is the Ware Nature Center, a branch of the Milwaukee County Parks. I spoke with Carly Hintz, director of Ware Nature Center. Carly, at first glance, it's it's really easy to assume that nature is accessible. It's fast and we're outside. But what are the ways that, you know, public nature destinations have not been accessible? And how has the center reversed that? Yeah, that's a great question. And I, I share that sentiment too. Like I've worked in nature centers for last decade or more. Mm-hmm. And you're right. And at first glance, it is it is accessible to everyone, right? Mm-hmm. But no, there are limitations physically. And, and I always speak to kind of this term of we're all temporarily able-bodied in some way. <laughs> and, and you never know when, when that might change. Mm-hmm. So 
So where Nature Center, that was one of the main things that attracted me to the to the place was their focus on accessibility and inclusion. We have just in terms of infrastructure at the Nature Center, we have about around a mile of ADA accessible boardwalk. We have a family restroom and uh, an accessible pier. So those are just a few of the like physical amenities. But if you're traveling uh, with any type of assisted mobility device, a wheelchair, walker, cane, really the rest of the terrain is wood chips and and gravel and mm-hmm. grass. And it's it's really not ideal for for that type of travel. And so so one mile out of the five miles of trails is truly accessible, but what does it look like to incorporate more adaptive equipment right. and and other means to allow people to to traverse all of the trails. An example of adaptive equipment to use on all the trails is the new outdoor all-terrain wheelchair. It's the best type of investment, in my opinion, because it costs nothing um, <laughs> except for, for our time and partnership. Um, so the way that, that that tool came about was through a partnership with Accessibility Wisconsin. Um, so they're a statewide nonprofit that has the goal of having an all-terrain outdoor wheelchair available in every county in the state. Um, I think they have maybe 13 of the 70-some counties mm-hmm. uh, tackled, uh, but Milwaukee County was was a big a big gaping hole on their <laughs> on their map. And so to be able to move forward and formalize that partnership and, and launch it has been, has been really incredible and we've seen um, from what I have learned from the Accessibility Wisconsin partners it's it's been um, the strongest explosion of use mm, nice. <laughs> that they've seen to date so so pretty cool to hear that um, Milwaukee County is ripe and ready for uh, greater access to the outdoors through use of use of that tool yeah you know making parks more accessible comes at a cost. And if you love parks, you have to support it. I was speaking to one of my coworkers over here about what can we do to support the parks? And we really didn't know the answer. Given that both of you guys are experts in this field, how can we continue to keep the parks alive? Just in general, um, the county has been working for a few years on getting the state to authorize an additional sales tax for Mm -hmm. us. Uh, that would go a really long way toward, um, you know, funding some more of the things that we haven't been able to fund, uh, not just in parks, but, you know, all over the county. So, um, you know, the county executive right now is doing his budget hearings uh, and looking for input from all of the citizens of Milwaukee on what they think should be in his next budget. And uh, he's been talking about uh, website Move Forward MKE. And uh, it's really kind of a coalition of a lot of different people looking to see if we can get the state to approve um, an additional 1% sales tax for Milwaukee County. Um, And that's really the only tool at scale to the, you know, magnitude of the problem that we're facing. Um, So it's it's um, that's one of the ways, maybe the most important ways. And just, you know, it's it's an election season, so. You know, also being mindful of of like your choices and and understanding where they stand on support for uh, local municipalities. Just participating is yeah. is really the best way. Um, seek out 
seek out the programs that interest you and go to them, bring friends, um, consider volunteering. I know most people don't have a lot of spare time <laughs> these days, but, um, but even just, you know, cleanups or, um, you know, just connecting and engaging, even via social media, every little bit helps just participating and being a part of the conversation and supporting the parks is, is really huge. I don't think that Milwaukeeans know how good we have it. Right. I don't, I don't know that everyone I speak with truly appreciates mm-hmm. um, what we, what we have to offer, with, yeah. especially within our park system. Something that both Carly and Jeremy mentioned were friends groups. It's a group of people that want to have hands-on and meaningful connections with the community to support the Milwaukee County Parks. And if you don't see your local or favorite park listed, then you can start your own group. The friends group organize cleanups. They have the ability to host events and educational programs, but they truly become advocates for their beloved parks. I recently just got a dog. She's about eight months years old, and we spent a lot of our summer outside walking through trails, at dog parks. I have picnics with my friends and she's always there. So it's safe to say that I spent a lot of my time this summer outdoors and I I really did love it. It was incredibly zen, it helped my mental health and really helped me appreciate Milwaukee in a whole different way because there are just so many cool little nooks and beautiful nature spots that I didn't even know existed before the summer. I think that's the big nugget of this episode for me is that we need to make noise being outside, showing people that these public spaces, these parks are essential for Milwaukee. And hopefully soon people start seeing that and taking care of it or or providing more funding to expand and keep our beloved parks alive. I'm your host, Salam Fatayer. Thank you, Danae Imig, our executive producer. Kenny Perez, our audio engineer. Thank you for our marketing team led by Sarah Lar. Graphics and our wonderful logo was made by Erin Bagada. And Dan Ryder handles our social media accounts. And a big special thank you to our city-loving members for making Uniquely Milwaukee possible. Tune in next Monday for our next episode.